0: Trolls are real and a giant one is coming for the city. Today I'm talking about the Netflix movie Troll. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about a Netflix movie, Troll, which is a recent uh, release that they, um, yeah, they put they put out in twenty twenty two. I thought it was pretty good. So yeah, uh, this is kind of a, it's an interesting movie that I think could have been better for reasons I'll get into. But without further ado, let's get started. Being a film nerd means you start to associate certain genres with different countries and regions. This isn't to say that one genre is a pure representation of a nation's entire cinematic output, but the ones that break through internationally are easier to group together to a familiar trend or filmmaker. Britain enjoys its proper costume dramas, South Korea has produced some of the best revenge thrillers and zombie movies in recent memory, and recently Scandinavian countries have produced many of the last decade's best disaster and monster movies, including The Wave, Troll Hunter, and today's movie, Troll. The film follows a woman, woman named Nora, who was raised on stories and mythology of the Norwegian trolls by her father Tobias. Years later, Nora is a respected paleontologist, and her father is viewed as a crank by serious scientists. But Tobias may have been proved right, because a drilling operation in the Dovre Mountains has awakened a gigantic and angry troll that may be powerful enough to destroy Norway. So troll doesn't break the mold when it comes to monster or disaster movies. In fact, it leans pretty hard on the tropes of the genre, which I'll address shortly, and seems to pull off its most interesting ideas in favor of... uh, sorry in favor of cgi spectacle not necessarily a bad thing since we came to see a giant troll mess stuff up so let's give the people what they want for the most part it works with one flaw that prevents it from being something more here's why first we have the build one of the nice things of starting a monster movie from scratch is that you can tease at what's going on with the monster for a little bit There can be a bit of destruction as a sign of things to come, but the cause can be vague. Obviously, with a movie titled Troll or Godzilla, we know what's really going on, but the lack of proof means our characters can debate about what's going on before a solid reveal, and then a series of attempts to solve the new giant problem. We also have solid monster and disaster action. Something else Troll does very well is create tense bits of action without relying on a barrage of destruction or explosions. For instance, the first major sequence in is the Troll revealing itself, which means that our completely outmatched heroes have to run for their lives and try to navigate the Troll's giant limbs before getting to a helicopter. The Troll doesn't move quickly, but its size means that it's even a languid swing or a turn of its body has the potential to end lives and has a giant range. The other thing that the director... Roar Uthog gets is that big action scenes like this need relatable human focal points. Not a surprise since he directed the aforementioned The Wave, but this is something that the bad monster and disaster movies don't get. You can show destruction, but without a human core at the center, it is white noise. Likewise, the story doesn't just go through doesn't just go through a bunch of military throw a bunch of military vehicles at the troll to be destroyed over and over again. Instead, almost every single sequence relies on a bu- on new research or mythology-based solution to the giant troll problem. So what holds this movie back? Well, thematic core, or rather a lack thereof. Normally a movie like Troll has a big idea at its core. Disaster movies lean on the need for human cooperation in the face of terrible circumstances, and the monsters in monster movies are usually a representation of some ill in society, ranging from client change to human hubris. Troll can't seem to pick one. Initially, it looks like the movie will be about a daughter and father reconnecting after years apart and doing it via an activity they used to enjoy doing together. But that is thrown out about halfway through, and instead it becomes a battle between believers and non-believers. The believers are the scientists and a friend or two amongst the military versus a dickish political figure who really wants to use a nuke on a city for some reason. And then towards the end, we start trying to say that the troll is misunderstood and was only disturbed because of human action. It's like all of the disaster movie tropes and themes thrown into a jumble, and it even undercuts what should be the film's moment of triumph and turns it into a much more sour and dour ending than you'd expect. The verdict is, it's fun if flawed. Though its lack of thematic focus prevents it from reaching monster movie heights, troll is an enjoyable take on the genre. 7 out of 10